Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sunday Questions, a podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Bracken, and I am so excited to be reporting live on the pod from the North Shore of Oahu. And if you've been following me for the past few years or even just the past year, you'd probably know that the North Shore is my happiest place. It is so special to me. Um, This is my third summer coming here, which is so exciting, and I hope it is the third of so many and so many months spent here because I just have never found a place that I love and feel such a deep sense of belonging and just like lifestyle-wise, energy-wise, whatever. I feel so at home here, which I know sounds incredibly ironic and out of touch coming from a white American woman (laughs) who is just traveling here. Um, and visits during the summer, but I have had the most wonderful past six days being back, and I wasn't actually supposed to come this summer because we had kind of like a a little bit of a, our landlord had a little bit of a crisis, family crisis, and we weren't going to be able to come, which was such a massive bummer, and then turned around and randomly we were invited back, and it was so perfect, so I spent last week, I spent two days in LA, a little bit more than two days, but got to do some really fun things. I love to just like, I call it paying my LA tax. Like I get bummed if I don't go to LA every like four to six months because there's just so many things that are specifically LA that I love. Like I don't think spending over a week in LA is sustainable financially and also just like you're just doing so many things. I think it's easiest to just pop in for a few days, do your favorite things, visit your favorite restaurants, go to Erewhon, maybe see a show, something entertainment-wise, and then kick it. But we always stop in LA before coming. Oh, my mom just got home. We're going to have Little Red featured on the podcast. Little Red, I'm recording. You want to jump in? I'm telling them about LA. You know what? Just come sit down, actually. Little Red has sat down. She is here with us now. Little Red. Hello. Hi, everyone. Guys, if you didn't listen to Little Red's episode on the podcast, she was so phenomenal. And you sitting down, obviously, I'm going to let you jump in. But we were, I was telling them about LA and how I don't think LA is sustainable for more than like three or four days. It's like perfect for three or four days. I was saying we pay our LA tax every few months <laughs> and we go, we spend more money than we would like to. We go to Air One. We do our thing, go to a few workout classes, get Alfred, and then we call it a day, really. Place to stop. We always stop there before we go to Hawaii, which, once again, sounds out of touch. But <laughs> but basically, we spent a few days there, and we got to see our dear family friend perform her first headline tour in the Arts District, and she was incredible. If you have not been listening to Lindsay Lomas, we highly, highly recommend do you have any thoughts on Lindo's concert? Oh my gosh, she was incredible. You would never have known it was her first time as a headliner. Um, so much fun, just such a natural on stage, and just she's got such an extraordinary voice. So that was so much fun. It was so special, and my lovely friends who I'm sure are listening to this went to go see her in New York, and so she sold out a few shows, and New York was one of them, and they were part of her selling it out, and I just was so grateful. Anyway, that is totally tangential. I was saying to them that we're back on the North Shore. We're talking in this episode about limiting beliefs and overcoming just like general fears. And so we've been coming here for three summers. I was always, I've been following this trainer forever. And he trains like a bunch of professional surfers on the North Shore and also just like general people. But he's this amazing trainer who I've been like following and obsessed with for a few years. 
and I was always too intimidated to actually work out with him and last summer I DM'd him like hey I would love to work out and he was on vacation and then by the time he got back I was leaving and I was like okay it's not worth it this summer I promised myself I was like I am going to go work out with this trainer and on Monday I had my first session with him and then I joined like his group fitness classes today and not only did I almost pass out during my first workout with him because he's just like absolutely insane like this guy lives and breathes wellness and he's so inspiring and even just today during the class this is so up your alley like today during the class he's talking to us he's like this is your place to be vulnerable and I was just saying to Sam I was like I'm nervous to work out with a new trainer because working out it's like it's such a vulnerable place honestly like it's so intimate to be like one-on-one like someone teaching you how to work out and to challenge your body and so it was just so cool that today in class he directly was like this is your place to be vulnerable like he calls everyone like family which is like a normal thing on the north shore that he's like what's up family or whatever um but it was so sweet and he's so cool and inspiring and i just feel like it totally reinvigorated like i feel like he's literally elevating my whole being just by like me being in his classes because it was so something i was so genuinely intimidated by and then now that i've done it even this morning like i knew i had a 7 a.m class but i'm like what if he meant 7 p.m so like i had to (laughs) garner the bravery to go and I mean, you probably couldn't tell as I was like getting ready. I was feeling yeah. stoic, yeah. but I was like freaking out internally. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Not even for the workout, like just for the actual energy is so potent and awesome and cool in this gym. It Like truly, he was like, he looked at a mom today who's like 70. And he, she said she was 70 also, guys. I'm not just assuming her age, but he looks at her. He's like, what are we going to do today, mom? Mom was like, uh, and he was like, we're going to get fucking high. <laughs> on exercise and i was like i like him (laughs) i like this guy and he also it was so funny he was like what's your name and i was like kayleen and then we tried for kayleen like twice and i was like kale but anyway that's my like exciting spiel of the day i also wanted to say thank you to everyone who listened to the last episode with sam it was so sweet he of course got more listens in the first like day than most other episodes and It was so fun to be able to do that with him. And obviously, it's kind of like a weird relationship dynamic to be sharing something like that, I feel like, on the internet and for everyone to, like, judge your relationship in some way. And I got so many sweet texts being like, I can't believe you found someone who is, like, so, like-minded and elevates your life. I'm so happy for you. And so if you sent me any of those, know that I love you. And it's just so sweet. It means the world to see other people being happy for you because I feel that way for my friends and my loved ones when they're in love and anyway i was just immense gratitude for everyone who listened to the episode with sam and i thought he was amazing so many of you guys did too and it was really special to be able to share that with you guys i think it like demonstrates the amount of trust that i have in my community that formed albeit small it's like so tight-knit and i feel like everyone is invested in the well-being of like the general group so truly to have people that I've never met before reaching out to me and being like I'm so happy for you is just restores my faith in humanity over and over again and so funny little red is like tiptoeing past thank you I love you so anyway that is kind of my update of the past few weeks and it has been a wonderful time I feel just like overwhelmingly blissful and grateful This is not to say that every day has been perfect or that I have woken up with just ultimate joy every single day. I've had like days of being weirdly mellow, 
um i started crying yesterday because transparently because i miss my boyfriend which sounds so if a year ago kayleen heard me say that she'd be like who are you and what have you done with kayleen but it was a good feeling to be like that emotionally in touch with myself yesterday and i actually made a tiktok with the sound that is like i'm so stupidly sensitive everything i feel everything very deeply And that to me was a massive demonstration of my own growth because, and this will be pertinent to the episode as we get into the actual topic of the episode in true Sunday questions fashion 10 minutes into the episode. But I feel like making that TikTok and admitting and owning my sensitivity and softness was like just this massive difference from where I was at like two or three years ago where I was saying that I was emotionless and just like very not in touch with my emotions, very unexpressive. And I just feel very proud of myself because there was a time in my life, not when I was like sharing a lot on social media or didn't have a podcast, didn't have a blog, that I really struggled to express my emotions and like own that like softness. And I was always so critical of people who I thought were sensitive. And now at this point in my life, I feel like a very sensitive person and I think it's beautiful and so I've learned so much from the people in my life who have been proud of their sensitivity and who have owned it and worn it and the beauty that it is and so that is my update on emotions energy location etc and I want to get into today's episode because I'm excited about it and I wrote it on the beach yesterday while I was thinking about it so I for those of you who don't know, started a blog in the summer of 2021 called Community, And I don't really publish anything on there anymore, but I was going through the things I had written on that blog and I remembered that I wrote something about limiting beliefs. And so I went yesterday on the beach and I reread this blog post I'd made called Girl on a Mission. And this was during a summer of like serious, I consider it like spiritual awakening, but that sounds douchey. So I just say like growth. But it really was like a very spiritual summer for me. And I feel like I learned a lot and changed a lot. And so it was fun to go back and read those things because I was posting like paragraphs and paragraphs on Instagram and always sharing blog posts, like manically writing. And those where I found like my writing voice and a lot of my voice in general. But I was reading my blog and the girl on a mission post is about limiting beliefs. And so I was thinking yesterday about limiting beliefs and fear and all of these different things. And... I realized that for me right now in my life, there are all of these things ahead of me or seemingly ahead of me. I'm trying to be as present as possible, obviously, but entering like my senior year of college and being in a serious relationship, etc., like having all these opportunities and financially all this stuff ahead of me of like what it will cost to be like after college and what do I need to consider and what do I need to plan for? So while I'm trying to be present, I'm also mentally like trying to make plans to set myself up for success and for happiness ultimately. And I was thinking about this on the beach yesterday and I was thinking about all of these things with like challenges and career stuff and even just like working out and exercise. And I was thinking about like, what is it that holds me back from like really pushing myself? Like, is it a fear of failing? Is it a fear of pain? And then I realized that it is literally just a fear of challenges. And so I had this radical realization yesterday that some part of me makes such a massive effort to live life with ease 
because part of me believes that I can't handle challenges or dealing with discomfort in my career or relationships across school. I've said so many times on the podcast that I have a low tolerance for discomfort and I really do like I don't do well with uncomfortable emotions and I've recently been affirming every morning and journaling and anytime that I need to hear it I'll say it to myself but I'll say I volunteer myself to living alongside uncomfortable emotions and I welcome uncertainty because those are two things that I really struggle with I really struggle with uncertainty and I really struggle with uncomfortable emotions and sitting with them and even yesterday when I started crying just like very briefly it was like a very healthy cry I felt so in touch with the moment of feeling sad and feeling just like this deep sense of longing. I was like, wow, I'm really letting myself feel this in the way that all the cliche TikTok, also my plumbing system is just like going nuts. But in the cliche way that all the TikTok trends sound say, let yourself feel your feelings. I was like, wow, I'm really letting myself do that right now. This feels very present in this emotion. And I think sometimes being present in something like sadness is a little bit more doable than being present in a feeling like, say, anxiety, where it is like just this deep sense of dread. Anyway, I had that realization yesterday and then I started applying it to all these situations in my life. Like I for some reason, I've always had this limiting belief or limiting mindset that has convinced me to play really small in life and the interesting part is like from the outside i think people would be like you're not playing small at all like you're writing and you're sharing your life and you're doing xyz and we see you on this or that or you're here and there and it's funny because being the person who like i know myself better than anyone obviously and i could see where me being like i feel like i'm playing small in life people would be like what are you saying but it feels like I am like I feel like I have so much within me that is like unlimited really and I want to like tap into it but I really struggled because I have this mindset that I've struggled with for years and years it's the same thing that like stops me from ever starting something with the fear of like not being good at it I'm like well what if I am vulnerable enough to start something as a beginner or as a novice or whatever and then I'm never good at it like what if I'm only ever bad at this and what if I've only ever struggled with this and I was thinking about it yesterday and like all the things that it's held me back from like even in my workouts I'm always like well can I really run a marathon like I'm currently training for a marathon and I'm like can I really run a marathon like what if it's like so hard and and I hold myself back from even setting goals for the marathon because I'm like well then what if I don't achieve them like that'll be so horrible and that'll like take that'll reinforce any self-doubt that I have. And so anyway, I was thinking a lot about my fears and the limiting beliefs that I have. And I have had like a serious experience with the word that my therapist uses is self-handicapping. And I think other people might use self-sabotage or self-destruction. I just use self-handicapping because that's the word my therapist taught me and that's how I named it. Obviously, this could be so out of touch because I am by no means handicapped and I do think it is a little bit of a peculiar word to use. So I just wanted to recognize that it is not the greatest phrase um, and it is well within your right if you're like, you're an idiot for using that. Totally understand. I just prefer to use it because that's how my therapist has used it with me and she named it and that's how I've understood it and it makes sense to me that way. Um, But obviously I'm always open to changing my vocabulary around these things. 
if someone is offended i totally understand next i have always struggled especially with self-handicapping in lacrosse in college like that has been i think my number one limiter in terms of my performance but also just like my general bravery and vulnerability in the sport like it's a really vulnerable thing to admit to your teammates your coaches the fans your parents that you want to be great at something when it is actually a really challenging thing to be great at like I grew up being great at lacrosse in New Jersey or on my club team but then you get to college and you're playing division one lacrosse and it's like everyone was great in their state everyone was great at their high school everyone was great on their club team and you get to college and it's like fuck everyone's awesome and so how do I make myself stand out and for me up until literally this year I like could not get myself to admit that I wanted to be great and I wanted to be recognized and I wanted to contribute to the team in some way and I went through all this time of being like well it's easier if I just protect myself and act like I don't care so I got this point where I was like negative around lacrosse and it was like contagious I think to the people around me in the sense of like they would come to me for solace because I was the only one admitting that it was difficult and that I was like embarrassed to not be playing as well as I wanted to be. And I decided the fall of this year while I was talking to my therapist, I was like, I do care about lacrosse and I love this sport so much and it means a lot to me and I have a lot of history with it. It's a huge part of who I am and I want to stop protecting myself like I want to stop acting like I don't care about this because I know that I do and it's not cool to act like you don't care and that was the thing that I really got from that experience of like you can vulnerability is telling someone you care about something when that thing is uncertain or slightly out of your control and so love is vulnerable playing a sport is vulnerable like I said earlier exercising is vulnerable there are all these things um, that enhanced vulnerability. And so that was my experience with self-handicapping and lacrosse. And I've done it in other things too. Like I have walked away from relationships before I was even able to tell if it was going to be a healthy or good or relationship that served me just because I was like, you know what? Well, what if it failed? And I'm always was erring on the side of caution. And obviously those are things of the past now, but it really is something that I've learned from. And even self-handicapping in classes, like I trust my intelligence but part of me has this limiting belief that like i'm not as intelligent as other people think i am or that like my course load suggests that i am or the my performance in classes has suggested that i am i have this limiting belief and it brings me to classes that i know i'll perform well in, but not that won't challenge me and i've done a good job about like combating this but it really has taken me a lot of effort and intention to find like classes that I know are going to challenge me and accept the fact that I might not get an A in every single class. I might not play well in every single practice. I might not be perfect in every aspect of a relationship or a friendship. But I wanted to talk today about limiting beliefs and overcoming those fears because they are literally like poison for your dreams. And it might sound cliche to be like, they're poison for your dreams but the reality is like you have dreams and you belong in them that's why they're yours and i want to show you guys how i've overcome a lot of limiting beliefs and how i've changed my life by way of overcoming those limiting beliefs so let's get into the bulk of the episode and also um if you guys want to stay till the end 
I realized that if I have a fear, there's a really good chance someone else in my life has that same fear. And I was thinking about that yesterday because truly we have to get over this illusion of separation. Like we are all so similar and not one of us has a problem that someone else does not have. It's just like the nature of the human experience. And I was thinking about it yesterday and I was like, oh, I should just post on my Instagram and see if people want to share their fears or their limiting beliefs that I can read them at the end of the episode and we can talk through the fact that we all are worried about the same things and being vulnerable just admitting it like at least you can name it at least you can take power over it because it's not like we're gonna go through this episode and you're never gonna have a limiting belief again I still have them they come up I have new ones ones I'm not familiar with ones I might not even be aware of yet and so I wanted to start off by defining limiting beliefs so This may sound super self-explanatory, but it's critical to understanding how we can break down our limiting beliefs. Um, This is the understanding that not all of our thoughts are true, and we choose the ones we believe. Sometimes it's passing thought, and other times it is life-altering limiting beliefs that we've held about ourselves for years, whether you've expressed it or not. Like, I have limiting beliefs that I would openly express, and then I have limiting beliefs that have been latent or unexpressed maybe in my subconscious um for like my whole life or for years and years because of things I learned in my childhood and it's important to understand that just because you have a limiting belief even though you may have evidence for it to confirm it it doesn't mean that it's true it doesn't mean that it has to be true and it doesn't mean that you cannot evolve beyond it and so number one what you focus on magnifies and if you feel like your limiting beliefs hold some truth or you have found evidence to confirm their validity I just wanted to tell you this one piece of advice that I read on TikTok yesterday and it deeply resonated with me. You are allowed to begin again as often as is necessary and as much as you need. So even if you're like, okay, my limiting belief is that I am bad at science and you're like, I have failed three chem courses. I could see where you may think that, but you can't let yourself believe that to the extent that you're like, I'm never going to do science again. What if chemistry is your passion? What if that's something you like deeply love, you just haven't been performing well? Accepting our limiting beliefs is letting them win. And that is no way to live. My next bullet point says, let yourself evolve. And this is something that I work on truly every day. I listened to a podcast on it today on like self-trust and trusting your own evolution. But this is something I just need to hear probably every day. It is absolutely okay if one year ago you wouldn't recognize today you. And hopefully that's a good thing, but you have to trust your own evolution. And my goal for the rest of my life, and this is why I am so intentional about overcoming my limiting beliefs, is I want to let the most evolved version of myself lead the way for every past version of myself. And whatever that looks like, I just want like my highest self, my most evolved version of myself to lead the way and not be living in the past and not also be living in the future but just being like okay here's the present most evolved version of me how can i move forward with this person leading the way this version of myself i should say so i wanted to talk since we're talking evolution also if you're hearing chickens you're not crazy there are chickens balking in our yard so i wanted to talk about things that i have evolved out of just to prove that it is possible to evolve and change and things you can intentionally choose to change about yourself. Um, I've evolved out of constantly being late or unreliable and this has been a result of practice and also just conditioning through being a 
college athlete you have to be places on time people are relying on you i'm still not perfect i am still late every so often i still forget to turn in forms every so often still take a few days to respond to a text or an email um but i have evolved out of being like notoriously late to things or constantly missing things so that's good little by little um i've evolved out of using my mom's money or relying on it i am i mean financial independence i think people misunderstand financial independence is when you get to a point in life where you no longer need to work in order to support yourself and live comfortably i'm by no means financially independent in that sense but i have been largely financially independent from my parents for almost two years um a year i would say solidly which has been very special and a huge goal of mine was to be like largely financially independent for my parents by 21 and i'll be 21 in less than a month which is a really cool goal to have achieved see like why do i have all these limiting beliefs when i'm achieving goals that i set for myself years ago anyway just wanted to note this my mom does still pay for my college tuition so that is a huge bulk of funds that is covered by someone else so i don't want to like sound all high and mighty being like i'm financially independent when my college tuition which is a huge cost is being covered for which i am deeply grateful um being irresponsible with my skin so like i wear sunscreen all the time now and i don't pick up my skin etc that's something small but to evolve out of it like these tiny lifestyle changes that's how you evolve as an individual um acting like i don't care about things this is something i've evolved out of i am happy to admit sensitivity i am happy to wear softness proudly and i'm just overacting like i don't care about different things i'm, I'm overacting like i don't want a platform or don't want to be like a content creator obviously i want to be one obviously that's my dream and i would love to share online and create connection and build communities all over the world that is the dream but like what do i get from acting like i don't want that that's i think it's it's incredibly vulnerable to admit that i want that but i still want it and i think i am gonna own it and wear it um and if it doesn't happen say la vie that's what was meant to be nothing that is for you will ever pass you and i truly believe that um but i'm just so over like acting like i don't care about things in lacrosse acting like i don't care about things in school acting like i don't care about things in social situations like i don't care about if i'm having like a conflict with someone or acting like i don't care if someone hurts my feelings or in my relationship if something happens like i am so over wasting my time and energy on acting like i don't care it is a performance and it is serving approximately no one next i have evolved out of seeing independence as something that can only happen in solitude and so i think for a long time i really felt like i had to be completely untethered in order to live the life that i wanted to live which is a life of like wonder really and like freedom and love and ex all of these things that i haven't really i didn't feel like i didn't solidify exactly what those things were until like past year and a half two years and i even struggled like feeling attached to my family at points um or like feeling like i would be a good partner and and now to have evolved past those things is just the most magnificent aspect of my growth that i've had in my life and I never thought that I would grow out of that. Like there was a point when I identified really closely with just like solitude and wanting to be independent and feeling like 
relationship maintenance wasn't something that I had time or energy for, which is crazy because relationships are really all that we have. And I feel so happy to have evolved beyond that. But it took work and it took reprogramming of my brain and my mindset and the way that I see the world and the way that I walk through it. And it's possible for anyone, whatever belief you're holding. So I wanted to share the blog post that I wrote with you guys or the, the blog post that I wrote. I wanted to share it with you guys because I actually still, this was two years ago when I wrote it and I still have a lot of limiting beliefs. Just like they're so pesky. Is that the word? They're very annoying and they just stick around, but I still have a lot of limiting beliefs that I had two years ago. I've worked through them. I'm aware of the fact that they're limiting beliefs, but they still like play a role in my everyday life because they materialize emotionally as fear and fear is a very powerful emotion but number one my fear was that i would never be as successful as i want to be and that success will somehow evade me number two is that everyone else will find their success except for me there's a formula i'll never learn number three i'll never live my dream life instead somebody else will and i'll be forced to watch them do it knowing that i failed god that's heavy um number four I'll never want to work as hard as I need to to do the things that I want to do. That one I want to explain a little bit. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I know that I live with a great deal of ease and I'm kind of still treading the waters of understanding like what my relationship with hard work is because I've done a lot of hard work on myself, but sometimes I feel like the idea of like hard work, you know what? I might be having a revelation as we speak. Maybe for me, hard work is intimidating because I fear being vulnerable enough to put my heart and energy into something and then it not being what I want it to be. But I think I avoid hard work in a lot of situations. Like I was saying, I'll avoid difficult classes or I avoid really challenging like training runs for the marathon. And so I'm just thinking about that and I feel very beside myself that... I have feared hard work and even like earlier this week I told someone like I'm not a hard worker but I think that that's not true I think I am a hard worker and I think that I put a lot into the things that I care about and I think I just fear failing and I fear working hard enough that it puts me in a place to be vulnerable because I've invested enough of myself in something that I will be devastated if it fails or it doesn't materialize to what I want it to be wow you guys just That's fully how my brain works. That was like actually the thought process that happens when I have a realization about myself, which as you guys know, I do a lot of thinking. So that was, that was some raw thinking by Kayleen. But I have a limiting belief that I'll never want to work as hard as I need to, to do the things that I want to. My next limiting belief is that I'll never, well, was that I'll never be in a lasting romantic relationship. I'll panic and run from what makes me happy. This one I really feel like I have evolved beyond. Like I feel very happily committed and just safe and warm, etc. You guys know you listened to the last episode. Um, but this was a fear that I absolutely had two years ago. So that's proof that a limiting belief can be squashed with good evidence. Um, next fear slash limiting belief. I'll just keep saying I'm going to do things, but I'll never actually do them. Everyone's faith in me will erode. Next. All of my success up until this point has been a result of luck. How can that possibly be consistent? This is something I still struggle with because I do kind of feel like 
I struck gold writing one article and now have had a bunch of results of that. But I do still, maybe it's imposter syndrome. I don't know. Next, I'll give up on my blog, which I amended this um, and podcast the same way I've given up on other ventures. And we have talked about this on the podcast because when I've been inconsistent, it like is such a trigger for me of feeling like I'm going to give up something that I love and care about and want to invest myself in just because of general overwhelm or other things going on in my life. And this has been something with the blog. I was like, I really love this and it makes me so happy and I hope that I never let it taper off. And now, I mean, the blog is kind of translated into the podcast, so you could go either way on that. Um, and then my last one was that I'll never be able to be where I want to be financially. Now that I've shared those things with you and I mean, everyone has these things and the reason I wanted to share them was because, hello, like if you guys hear me say my fears, having witnessed me live my shiny little life on social media for the most part, it's like so special to be able to hear someone's internal dialogue in some way of what does this person fear and how does this person get in their head and what are they freaking out about internally? What do I not see? Everyone's struggling with these things. You have no idea what your friend's limiting beliefs are or what your family members or what yours might be if you've been living with them for long enough that they just feel like truths to you. Now, this is the good stuff. Ways I've negated those beliefs. And my dad actually just started a blog and it's called Brack Talk if you want to check it out. And he is just amazing. This like wonderful, introspective, soft human being who is taking on this venture that admittedly has intimidated him in the past of public speaking and publicly sharing his story, especially as like a man in his 50s. It's not like many men of that generation are notoriously open to talking about mental health and being super vulnerable and so my dad and I were on the phone the other day while I was on a walk and he was telling me about his newest concept for a blog post which he has now published if you want to go read it it's awesome and he was talking about how he likens our subconscious and the things we say to ourselves the way we talk to ourselves to a script in a show and he's like who is the director who is the writer who is writing your scripts for your life because those are really all that we have when it comes to like what we're manifesting in life and I don't mean that in like a woo-woo way I mean like truly what you think ends up dictating what you see it's like the eyes see and the ears hear what the mind is looking for and I think that's kind of the same concept or at least those align in some way and so my dad published this post basically like who is writing your internal narrative and if it's not you and if you're not shutting down the limiting beliefs actively then your doubt is writing your narrative and your doubt is writing your script and then it plays out in the world that's the way you see the world you see it through confirmation of your lacking worthiness or something that creates evidence for why you should believe your limiting thoughts and i just thought that it was so perfectly timed because we need a new script for our silly subconscious and Guys, I apologize. I'm always listening to podcasts and I was listening to another podcast that I actually think I mentioned on here like two weeks ago talking about how if you write down every negative thought you've ever had about yourself and then negate all of them, you will just be like so freed and feeling so refreshed from like really acknowledging these things and kind of calling bullshit on them for lack of a better explanation. Um, And so 
what I did in this blog post when I wrote it two years ago was I negated all of my limiting beliefs that I listed and it was the most empowering thing to read this yesterday and be like shit I believed in myself two years ago like I should believe in myself even more now because I have created even more evidence even more confirmation of my ability and like of my potential and what I can create in this world and the impact that I can have and I suppose the more you get into it the more you might have imposter syndrome like the more you live out your dreams the more you're like there's no way this is actually fucking happening this is crazy and that's how I feel a lot of the time I'm like this is so crazy I can't believe this is my life and that's an amazing amazing thing but it does sometimes like turn into this strange little cocktail with self-doubt and lack of self-trust where I'm like what is going on is this really my life am I literally delirious or delusional and so here are the ways that I negated my limiting beliefs in this blog post and I highly recommend you listing your limiting beliefs and then doing the fancy dancy and negating them because they are stupid next I'm going to be as successful as I want to be through authenticity and pursuing what fills me up. My success is inevitable. Number two, I will find success along with millions of others. Collectively, we will make the world a better place. Number three, I'm living my dream life and I am creating my own reality. Number four, I am willing to work as hard as I need to to achieve my goals. Number five, I'll be in a lasting romantic relationship. I'll love fully and lean into what makes me happy. I'm going to achieve my goals quietly. The creation of my blog is a huge milestone in my growth. I will feed it my energy so long as it serves me. So those were my limiting beliefs. Those typically are my limiting beliefs in a lot of ways. Obviously, I've overcome a few of them. Some of them still creep in when self-doubt creeps in and I feel like I'm struggling, um, but the ways that I'm challenging my limiting beliefs around my ability to overcome or cope with challenges in particular, because that's kind of like the root of all of my limiting beliefs is like, you are never going to want to be vulnerable enough to overcome challenges. Like you're never going to want to put yourself in a position to overcome the challenges that present you. Like you'd rather live a life with ease than a life with passion and challenge and success, which I do want to live a full life i want to live a life that is rich with experience and emotions and yes i would love to live in a kind of like a flow state and with ease but not at the expense of depth when it comes to my life and i want my life to have depth i want it to be rich with emotions even if some of those emotions are deeply uncomfortable or challenge me or if events challenge me or if a new job challenges me or a class challenges me or my relationship challenges me. I want to be in the position to be challenged because that is where I will grow. And that is how I get back to letting the most evolved version of myself lead the way. Now, I wrote ways I'm challenging my limiting beliefs around my ability to overcome or cope with challenges. And some of these are super small. Some of these are bigger things. But number one, taking classes that intimidate me. I took a stats class this past semester and I've probably made this joke because I make it a lot. It's one that I recycle. But like, I truly am very bad at math. I can't do long division. Well, I'm not bad at it, but it's not my strong suit. And taking a stats class, I had to take it for my major. I was like, oh my goodness, here we go. And I ended up doing really well on the final. But throughout the semester, it was kind of like up and down. How am I doing? And so I learned that I can succeed in an area that intimidates me. But it was something that I had to like constantly put work into 
And that was difficult because I've gone through all of college to kind of breezing by, which sounds very annoying, but I just love school and I was taking classes that interested me and that I felt good about. And so for me to take a class that was going to challenge me was scary. So I'm going to, in my senior year of college, keep taking classes that intimidate me. Uh, Number two, keeping promises to myself to reinforce confidence. Like, for example, keeping promises to myself. This is just like responding to emails, checking my bank account. Like, sometimes that's intimidating for people. I love to keep tabs on those things. Um, Going to the workout that I texted this trainer about, being like, hey, I want to come work out with you. And... I have this weird thing where I'll like if someone really cool DMs me, I'll just like not read it because I get nervous. And so I like I just get nervous of like fumbling. I don't know. I just like feel weird. But that is also probably a strange limiting belief of mine. But with my trainer, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm like nervous to go. And I was like, no, you are going to create this confidence. You are going to fake it till you make it. You're going to this gym. You're working out. You're killing this workout etc. I had an amazing time. It has truly enhanced the past week of my life so much going to these workouts and I'm so excited to keep going for the next few weeks while I'm here. I'm like prematurely missing the workouts before I've even left. Um, Next, being present to and in my relationship. Like those are things that being present to and in my relationship is something that always helps me overcome or cope with challenges or the idea of challenges, mainly in the fact that like you have to be present in your relationship. Otherwise, you look so far ahead that you're like, I want answers to all the uncertainty that comes ahead of us. You're never going to have those answers. So you just sit in anxiety. You project it onto your partner. That's not cool. And so for me, I'm like, okay, well, I could sit here and think about the year from now, etc. And I truly have no clue. Like, I can't tell you what is going to happen a year, two years, five years down the line. And so to sit in the anxiety of that uncertainty, especially for me, who is like self-proclaimed so uncomfortable with uncertainty, is a big thing. And so I just try to be present to and in my relationship, like I'm existing in the emotions that I'm feeling in that moment. Next, reading books. This will help you feel accomplished in a small way that will translate to your overall belief in yourself. It's a small thing, but you're checking a box. It goes back to reinforcing your confidence via keeping promises to yourself if you tell yourself i'm going to finish this book it feels like you're accomplishing something and it tells you you can overcome a challenge and maybe you have a limiting belief like i can't read in a thousand page book go show your silly little brain that you actually can read in a thousand page book if you have a limiting belief that you can't run more can't run more than eight miles go run more than eight miles and prove yourself wrong You might have to walk a little bit, but you can try these things and prove yourself wrong. Your brain is so silly and malleable and impacted by all of the things that you've ever learned and heard and witnessed. Sometimes you're going to have to correct it. In fact, frequently, if you are going to believe your thoughts, you are going to have to check in and vet them because a lot of them are just totally untrue. Next, um, voicing my fears and negating them. Hello, I just said that. Voicing my fears and negating them has been one of the greatest and most powerful methods of squashing my fears and telling myself that some of the fears I have are just pure BS. That's literally what this episode is for me is like voicing my fears in front of an audience and negating them. And it's so easy to look at someone through their social media and be like, oh, wow, they're speaking at XYZ event and doing videos with so-and-so and they're living in Hawaii. That's amazing. But I'd be lying if I said I still don't peruse all the stable standard job offerings on LinkedIn every so often because 
a part of me clearly feels like this success or footing in the industry that I'm in now, like the wellness mental health space, is just going to pass me by. And it's not to say that it's bad to have like a plan B. It's just that when that plan B is coming from a place of pure fear and pure lack of self, efficacy and belief, like those are things that are holding you back. And so for me, this episode is truly just like showing you guys that I can preach all I want about self-confidence and creating the life of your dreams, but you can't get to those places and I can't get to the places I really, really, really want to be if I don't acknowledge these fears day in and day out and squash them. Like every time they come up until they don't come up anymore and until I have created enough evidence to tell myself, how could that possibly be true? How could that limiting belief possibly be true? And showing yourself that you have evolved beyond the beliefs that you formed when you were 9, 10, 15, 18, whatever it is. To show yourself that you can do the things you want to do. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, that you belong in your dreams. They're yours. That's why they're yours. They're specific to you. You belong in them. You are fitted for them. And so now I want to go through and I want to read people's fears. Which, thank you guys so much for sharing these with me because... It is just humbling as a podcast host, but also just as like a random person on Instagram for most people um, to be hearing people's like innermost fears. It is truly a blessing to have so many wonderful people who are willing to be vulnerable. Like you guys are truly, truly the shit. You guys are the shit. Here we go. I said, anyone got a limiting belief they're working through? And it's so crazy and shocking, you guys. So many of us do. So I'm going to read these off and again, I want to say I love you guys and I hope that you are negating these as we speak. But number one, that I am capable and qualified in my career field. Felt. I would probably say felt after like 90% of these to be completely honest with you. So I'm just going to let myself read them. Number two, that I can't sit with discomfort when implementing behavior change. My worth through sports after leaving college across to help my mental health. That I will not find anyone. That's a popular one. Insecurity is revolving being a short girly, five foot one, won't be respected as much by peers and will always be looked down upon in a way, if that makes sense, in turn diminishing myself. I am a five foot one slash five foot two ally. And I'm telling you, girl... You will be respected by your peers so much as you command that. That life has a set timeline I have to stick to. Might I plug the timeline to episode of Sunday questions? Number, I don't know why I'm listing these off. I have no idea what numbers these are. These are just like submissions. (laughs) In general, my person isn't out there slash the rug will get pulled out from me if I open my heart. That is the vulnerability paradox of falling in love. Skinnier equals prettier. Imposter syndrome in corporate life and social life. That I won't have the life I dreamed of. That I'll waste time. Only worthy of love if I make them proud slash earn it. Not being truly vulnerable. Not being truly lovable slash beautiful. Been working on her for a while and fear or failure. OMG. Um, I'm, yes, this resonates deeply. It is an everyday when you are having a a beauty crisis, it is very challenging. And obviously I did an episode on it recently, 
but I appreciate you for writing this in because it's not an easy thing to admit that my self-worth is based on my academic success, believing that everyone else will always be smarter and more talented than me. I'm afraid that I will never find a true friend group, that I'll never be good as good as the people before me, relationships, life, etc. That I'm not too old to try something new or go a different direction in life. That I'm not smart enough to pursue my dream job, astrophysics, and should settle. I'm telling you right now, pursue astrophysics. What's the worst thing that could happen? Huh? Silence. Not just because I'm in a room alone. Not, not believing in abilities I've worked years on just because someone doubted me. We don't like that person. Just kidding. I'm sure that they probably had their own insecurities cooking. That my body is ugly and not worthy of praise. Your body is so perfect and beautiful, I promise. Missing out on love when I was young by neglectful parents. Trying not to limit myself to loving others. This could make me sob on the spot. I'm so proud of you for acknowledging this limiting belief. You are going to be so loving because you are going to decide to be loving. That's all you. Don't let the other people in your life impact that. Yes, there are going to be limitations. There are going to be moments when your trauma impacts you. But you get to decide. This is a choice that you have to choose love over and over and over again until it becomes a habit and until it becomes your nature. And I'm so proud of you. I want to send you the biggest hug ever. Next, I'm not sociable enough. People will never like me at first. The wrong people may not like you. The right people will love you imposter syndrome there's a bunch of ease that's why i said it like that and feeling like i'm not deserving of the things in my life amen that i'm actually not as good slash smart anything positive as i think and everyone knows it i think literally everyone feels this way aside from narcissists so i feel very validated like in my chest i feel validated to hear that because the key part to this is that i'm not actually xyz and everyone knows it like we all have this fear that everyone is looking at us with this looking glass and it brings us back to the spotlight effect of like people probably aren't really thinking about us which is great news choosing a new path slash beginning despite no one quite understanding yeah that is terrifying and awesome generally self-doubt self-doubt is a real thing not having 100 fit body equals not being healthy enough you guys thank you so much for sharing those fears and limiting beliefs i hope you can take a moment today or tomorrow or later this week whenever you feel like you have the bandwidth for it to call bullshit on your limiting beliefs and to start building a body of evidence to promise yourself and show yourself that you are capable of all the things you dream of you are capable of pursuing the career of your dreams you are capable of falling in love and staying in love and keeping someone and maintaining a relationship you are capable of overcoming challenges you are capable of loving your body and feeling like you are healthy in your body and you are capable of everything that you dream of it is simply a matter of making a choice to be intentional about squashing your limiting beliefs and pursuing those goals those dreams those relationships whatever they may be and I love you guys. I really do. And I know that it sounds so cliche that I say it every single time, but I feel such a deep connection to everyone who listens to this podcast. And you guys are all just such special people. Like truly, I'm not trying to, you know, pump my own brakes or whatever the phrase is that I have a podcast audience that is truly comprised of wonderful, wonderful, introspective, smart, kind, compassionate people. 
it's not a reflection of me. It's a reflection of you guys. And I just am so proud to be garnering this kind of community. And I love you guys a lot. And I just hope everyone is doing well and having a good day. And I know that this episode at first was kind of all over the place, but I think we kind of found some solid ground. This felt like therapy for me. So thank you for listening. I love you guys a lot. And I will talk to you next week.